Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No. These are the other stories. <laughs> <laughs> If you're listening to this, you might be a writer, either a public writer or a writer in secret. Either way, we want you to submit your amazing stories to the other stories for publication on this very podcast feed that you're listening to right now. We're currently looking for stories for the themes of lost civilizations, government experiments, and newly discovered creatures. The deadlines and the details are all available at theotherstories.net forward slash submissions, so be sure to check that out. Once again, that's theotherstories.net forward slash submissions. Today's episode is An Unwelcome Visitor, written by Jay Adair and narrated by Josh Curran. The creepiest shit you've ever seen. The large banner across the top of the second-rate website failed to excite me. If I didn't know better, I would have guessed the page had been designed at least ten years ago. Caleb told me it was brand new, that was relatively unknown. It'll make your skin crawl, he had exclaimed his lisp far more prominent when he got excited. When I questioned him on the actual content of the site, he was vague and cryptic. It needs to be experienced, Alexander, he had said, patting my shoulder. He knew I hated it when he called me Alexander rather than Alex, but he did it anyways. He had given me his username and password, so I figured I'd try it out, if only to tell him the next day at school what a waste of time it was. 
My friendship with Caleb was tenuous, at best. The only two people in the school who I considered friends were Caleb and another kid named Lachlan, who was so brutally wholesome you would think he was raised by Mr. Rogers. It was an allegiance of sorts between the three of us, rather than a true friendship. An allegiance of losers. We were an odd trio, and were basically friends of convenience. When the others are picking teams on the schoolyard, and you're the last kids picked every time, you have to stand together, like it or not. I made sure to use my special browser so my website access couldn't be traced. Caleb and I didn't share many interests, but we were both lovers of the twisted and macabre, and both often accessed sites through the dark web, so who knew what kind of site I was logging onto? Scrolling through the main page, I glanced at the thumbnail photo previews for each video. Caleb had told me to make sure I was logged in for 9pm. The video that I was to watch titled an unwelcome visitor was going to be live-streamed, though I wasn't clear if the video itself was going to be live or just a pre-recorded video being shown live from someone's computer. I'd logged on a bit early to try and figure out what the hell I was going to be viewing. The titles of other videos were intriguing enough, if not a bit cliché. The thumbnail for a father's revenge showed an image of a knife-wielding man, presumably the titular father, standing over an unfortunate, bound and gagged young man. There was a counter at the top corner of the video that showed the current number of viewers at 18. I clicked through to the video. The man with the knife appeared to be giving some long-winded speech to his victim, but the dialogue was almost impossible to make out, and I wasn't going to be lip-reading with the low-resolution video quality. Very likely this was a found-footage-style college film, but I couldn't be sure just yet. I mean, what were the odds that I would be able to find authentic footage of this kind of thing online? I could only hope to be so fortunate. Of particular note was a panel on the left side of the screen which was devoted to a chat bar. If these videos were real, were people really that interested in chit-chatting about it with random strangers on the internet? And on the other hand, if the site was only for amateur films, were people so desperate for human connection that they needed to chat during a fucking horror movie? It would certainly destroy the atmosphere if the killer drove a knife through the victim's heart, and my eye was drawn to Horror Dude 69's important hot take of HOLY SHIT, THAT ASSHOLE JUST GOT wrecked, BRO. It was approaching 9 o'clock, so I started looking for an unwelcome visitor. With my dad out of the house for the night, I sat, feet up, in the family living room with my laptop rather than hiding away in my room as usual. When I located the video, I found a red X in place of a thumbnail preview image, and a message that read, No thumbnail available. Wow. Great start, Caleb. I clicked the link to open the video. The viewer count ticked up to one solitary viewer. After a moment of nothing but a black screen, the video feed shot to life. The black and white webcam quality camera appeared to be perched in the corner of a front yard, aimed down at the front door. A Michael Myers-style mask dominated the frame as a man dressed in all black fiddled with the placement of the camera. 
Seemingly satisfied, he stepped away from the camera and stood in front of the door. Reaching into his waistband, he slid out a large carving knife and held it towards the camera. He put a finger to his lips as if to silence his viewers. The man in black turned towards the door and knocked three times. Almost in sync with the video, there was a loud knock, knock, knock on my front door. I whirled around in a panic. Frozen on the couch, I stared at the door as if it was going to blow off the hinges. I looked back at the laptop just as the man in black reached up and ripped the camera from its location. The screen went black again. Stumbling to my feet, I began to shuffle towards the front door. Was it Caleb? It had to be someone fucking with me. It looked like my front door in the video, but suburban houses in this town all look the same. Maybe the video wasn't even showing my house and the knock at my door was just a late night door-to-door salesman with impeccable timing. <sighs> Grabbing a knife out of the block, just to be on the safe side, I got to the door and took a breath. Stealing myself, I flung the door open. Nothing. Just a nice, breezy fall night. Not even a sound beyond the crickets. Slamming the door shut, I flipped the lock and practically ran back to my laptop. The screen remained black momentarily, but then came to life again. Immediately, I realised where the webcam was perched this time. This asshole was on my back deck. Without hesitation, I gripped the knife tightly, jumped up from my seat and went straight for the sliding glass door leading out to the deck. I wasn't going to be the victim. That was always the mistake the prey would make in horror films. As soon as they feel threatened, their first instinct was always to turn and flee pathetically, screaming and crying while tripping over everything in sight while the knife-wielding psychopath slowly gained ground. No, the solution was to go on the offensive. Don't assume the person is some capable killing machine. Assume they're just some punk who needs a hard lesson that they can't fuck with just anybody. Reaching the door, I flung the curtains aside and threw open the glass door. The masked man was obviously taken by surprise, as it appeared he had just gotten his camera in position. I raised the knife, ready to attack. He backpedaled and almost fell right down the deck stairs. He caught the railing, dropping the knife down into the grass. Whoa, whoa, Alex! Alex, stop! Alex! He held out a hand to try to halt my progress. I stopped just a few feet from him, but the knife remained perched above my head, threatening. I stared at the masked man, but remained silent. Once he was confident that I had stopped my approach, he fumbled the mask away from his face with two shaking hands. Of course, it was Caleb. It's me, Jesus, just having a little fun! His voice quivered, sounding childish with his lisp. I lowered the knife but still grasped it firmly. Anger boiled in me. Man, you're crazy, he continued. He exhaled deeply and forced out a little laugh. <laughs> I really thought you were gonna... Something snapped in me. I drove the knife right into his stomach. I pulled it out and then stabbed him again with more force. His face seemed locked in an expression of disbelief. His pleading eyes filled with tears as I twisted the knife and he sunk down onto the porch, a little gurgled yelp escaping 
his grimmest lips. I tossed the knife aside and grabbed thick handfuls of hair on either side of his head. With as much force as I could muster, I lifted his head and slammed it against the porch floorboards, and then did it again and again and again and again, each one producing a satisfying and aggressively more squishy-sounding thunk. Eventually, my arms hurt too much to continue. The now dark red wood beneath his head had started to splinter, and any resistance he was putting forth had stopped long ago. I slowly stood up. The euphoria was starting to fade, and I was coming to my senses. The world around me coming back into focus. I stared at Caleb's lifeless body as I contemplated my next move. I'd acted on nothing more than a fleeting realisation that I might be able to explain this attack away to authorities. A careless action, a crazy thing that I had dreamt about but never thought I would carry out. My impulses had taken over, made the decision for me. Now I had to figure out how to work my way out of it so I didn't spend the rest of my life reliving nostalgic memories of this night in a tiny concrete cell. Sliding down to the grass, I gathered his knife and mask and placed the knife back behind his still twitching fingers. Lifting up his head with one hand, I awkwardly pulled the mask back over his face. Once it was in a satisfactory position, I let his head drop back onto the deck with a thud. I glanced up at the camera in the corner. No one had been watching this but me anyways, and only perverts watched this shit so they'd either get off on it or think it was a cheap old shock horror movie. Some guy, he, he, he came to my house and he, he had a knife. I rehearsed my call to the police trying to sound hysterical. I was defending myself. I, I had no idea who he is, but he's, he's lying on my back deck. I stabbed him and bashed his damn head in. Satisfied with the look of the scene, I ambled inside to make my distressed call. As I walked to the couch to grab my cell phone, I glanced at my computer. The webcam still displaying the grisly scene. Caleb's lifeless corpse lay in a pool of blood on my deck. I hesitated before picking up my phone, realising I should probably shut the webcam down so the cops didn't question me about it. Then, something caught my eye. The view account had changed. Two viewers. Some pervert had to be. I checked the message bar for a username. The username showed as Lachlan underscore Chambers. Shit. The third friend in our unholy trio, which had now been reduced to a duo. What was Mr. Wholesome doing on a site like this? And how much did he see? I had to call him. He was a boy scout and he would rat me out without thinking twice. The call connected after a few rings. Silence on the other end. Lachlan? Lachlan? I was whispering for some reason. I'm here. He replied softly. Are you, um, at your computer? I saw everything, Alex. I logged on right when you went out to the back door. Caleb told me what he was going to do a week ago. He was just trying to scare you, play a prank. He sounded like he was going to cry. I struggled to find a reply. 
That was no prank man. He had it out for me. Silence on the line again. I knew I sounded angry. New tactic. Lachlan, look buddy, you can't report anything, cause guess what? You're logged on to an illegal website with all kinds of shady videos, and you even logged on with your real name. They can track you down and throw you in jail for accessing this shit. Illegal? This site's for low-budget horror movies and live-streamed scary pranks. I was ready to threaten to march over to his house and make sure he didn't tell anybody anything. But I held back, trying to make one last plea. Lachlan, please, you've got to stick with me. I need you. I've got to go. I heard a click. Lachlan, Lachlan! I growled, slamming my phone down on the floor, shattering the screen. Slumping down onto my couch, I could only glare at my computer screen. I didn't have to call the cops to give them my story after all. I heard the sirens in the distance. Quiet at first, slowly getting louder. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. An Unwelcome Visitor was written by Jay Adair, narrated by Josh Curran, edited by Carl Hughes, and music by JCM Canada and Tom Robson, and sound effects provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration is provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. Jay Adair is an office worker and music instructor. His work has appeared in Skate to Sleep, Jitter, Escaped, Inc., and previously in The Other Stories. He's also a drummer and can be heard on recordings of John Creedon and The Flying Hellfish, at www.johncreedon.com that's John spelled J-O-N and also with Chad McCoy over at www.chadmccoymusic.com and Just In Time justintimeband.bandcamp.com Jay's also provided his email address so if you wanted to give him an email uh, please don't <laughs> please don't obliterate his inbox if possible that he can be reached at jadairwriting at hotmail.com Josh Curran is a narrator and writer. He has narrated many episodes of The Other Stories over the show's lifetime. He is also the creator of the horror audio drama podcast, Miscreation. You can follow him on Twitter at at jcurranwriter. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help support the show over at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. You can join our book club and movie club and chat about the podcast over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hawkandcleaver. T-shirts and mugs and posters are available at gumroad.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives License. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. Until next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.